Hi, this is Jeff Steele. And today we're reading Exodus 36, verses 8 through 38. The skilled craftsmen made ten curtains of finely woven linen for the tabernacle. Then Bezalel decorated the curtains with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. All ten curtains were exactly the same size, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Five of these curtains were joined together to make one long curtain, and the other five were joined to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops of blue yarn and put them along the edge of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of one curtain matched the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. Then he made 50 gold clasps and fastened the long curtains together with the clasps. In this way, the tabernacle was made of one continuous piece. He made 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains were all exactly the same size, 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. Bezalel joined five of these curtains together to make one long curtain, and the other six were joined to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops for the edge of each large curtain. He also made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the long curtains together. In this way, the tent covering was made of one continuous piece. He completed the tent covering with a layer of tanned ram skins and a layer of fine goatskin leather. For the framework of the tabernacle, Bezalel constructed frames of acacia wood. Each frame was 15 feet high and 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. All the frames were identical. He made 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. He also made 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame, with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, he made another 20 frames, with their 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame. He made six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames were matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring forming a single corner unit. Both of these corner units were made the same way. So there were eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle set in 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Then he made the crossbars of acacia wood to link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. He also made five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, which faced west. He made the middle crossbar to attach halfway up the frames. It ran all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. He overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. Then he overlaid the crossbars with gold as well. For the inside of the tabernacle, Bezalel made a special curtain of finely woven linen. He decorated it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. For the curtain, he made four posts of acacia wood and four gold hooks. He overlaid the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Then he made another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. He made it of finely woven linen and embroidered it with exquisite designs using blue, purple, and scarlet thread. This curtain was hung on gold hooks attached to five posts. The posts with their decorated tops and hooks were overlaid with gold and the five bases were cast from bronze. Okay, that was an exciting text, wasn't it? I'm looking for some kind of devotional inspiration after that, aren't you? <laughs> the biblical text is uh, its kind of interesting here. Actually, because all of these instructions for the curtains and for the frames and the covering for the tabernacle have already been spelled out in explicit detail. As a matter of fact... This detailed instruction for this part of the tabernacle is, has been given already in Exodus chapter 26. 
And if you were to actually put Exodus 26 right next to Exodus 36, you would see that it's almost word for word identical. Instead of uh, the instruction uh, on how to put the together in in chapter 26, to put everything together, uh, in, instead of saying, this is how you should do it, chapter 36 says, this is how Bezalel did do it. This is how he made the curtains and the framework and the yarn loops and the clasps and the embroidery. And I think, wouldn't it have been just so much simpler to say, and Bezalel constructed the tabernacle just as the Lord commanded. Boom. Chapter 36, done. Right? I just saved a ton of space in the Torah scrolls by not taking up all that room to spell it all out again. When they wrote the Old Testament scrolls, they didn't have copy and paste. Right? The scribes couldn't just open up chapter 26 and BibleGateway.com and paste it into chapter 36, even though that's kind of what it looks like actually happened. So why not just say, and Bezalel followed the Lord's instruction, or Bezalel did everything that the Lord commanded him. The text seems to have been put together in a way to drive a certain point home. Because what happens between chapters 26, God giving the instruction, and chapter 36, Bezalel following through on the instruction? There was something that happened in the Bible in between chapter 26 and chapter 36. The the main thing that we probably think of is chapter 32. And what happened in chapter 32 was the golden calf. The people had rebelled and the people had violated the covenant with God by making an idol. And and this was blatant, flagrant rebellion. And, and after such uh, blatant rebellion, one might wonder, will the people repent and will they follow through on what God asked them? The giving of the instruction and the following of the instruction are kind of bookends with the people's rebellion in the middle. So almost as if to drive the point home, the text emphasizes that they followed through with God's instruction on every single detail. Did they make all 10 of the curtains 42 feet long and 6 feet wide? Yes, Bezalel made all 10 curtains exactly 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Did they make all the framework from acacia wood and all the crossbars? Yes, Bezalel made 20 frames 15 feet high for the north end and 20 frames 15 feet high for the south end. Every loop of yarn, every golden clasp, every silver base, every fine embroidery. I count a total of 56 frames, 112 silver bases, is 15 crossbars, 40, 420 feet of curtain all the way around, and 10 total curtains, and uh, six 45-foot curtains plus another five 45-foot curtains. This was no small undertaking, right? This is not a quick pop-up shelter like I take camping to put over the picnic table. No, this was painstaking work that went into every detail. The scope of the thing is quite large. So here's the question that I'd like to ask of us. Will we follow through on the big plans that God has for us? Will we follow through on the big dreams, the big callings 
that God puts on us. Because sometimes it's easier just to say, yep, I'll do what God asks, you know, generally speaking. I mean, you know, maybe not in every detail, because my ideas might be just a little bit different than God's, right? But, I mean, whatever I offer him is going to be good enough, won't it? Does God really need 10 curtains, 42 feet long? Because, you know, a bolt of fabric is only 120 feet long, so it would make a lot more sense to make them 40 feet because then I'd get three full pieces out of one, right? 40 feet is long enough, right? I mean, is God really going to be any less honored if I just cut a couple of corners? It's the same thing that the serpent said to Eve in the garden all the way back at the beginning of Genesis. Did God really say that you can't have this? Surely he didn't mean it as strictly as you are thinking. Surely God would bend a little on just this one occasion. But when we read the construction of the tabernacle and we read chapter 36, the failure of God's people in following the covenant is still fresh on our minds. And the question that the reader is probably asking is, will they finally follow through? So I wonder, is there something that God has been asking from you? What is God calling you to? What is he calling us to as a faith community? And will we follow or will we settle for less? Let's pray. God, I want to ask that you would give us the wisdom and the courage to follow you in every detail, in every experience, in every place that you call us. God, that we would follow. And it's so easy just to say, I, you know, I, maybe not this time. Maybe, um, maybe, God, you're taking it a little bit too far. Maybe I'll stop right here and I won't take those extra couple of steps. And, and God, I pray that you will give me the courage to follow all the way through. Lord, make us a community. Make us a community that follows you to the end. To, to the plans that you have for us and, and we don't settle for just our own plans with a little bit of God sprinkled on top. God, we would follow. Make us people who hear you. Make us people who follow you today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.